0: Welcome to Audience First, a podcast for tech marketers looking to break out of the echo chamber to better understand their audience and turn them into loyal customers. Every week, Danny Wolf has brutally honest conversations with busy tech buyers about what really motivates them, the things they hate that vendors do, and what you can do about it get access to practical information on how to build authentic relationships with your audience, listen to and talk with your buyers and apply real customer insights to your strategies and tactics. You owe it to the world to unmute your mic. Are you ready? What's one thing a vendor has done that has made you feel good? Oh, that's that's
1: tough. Because um, there have been a lot of good vendors and I've liked them for different reasons. Again. Um, If we talk about simply on the support side, there have been, um, like I said, shout out to Rapid7 for their amazing support where we have a completely misconfigured tool and people don't know how to use it. And I am one security person. Um, They did a great job of being fast to respond to emails and being fast to get support as much as they're also slammed. So getting us support as quickly as they can, that was fantastic. Um, On the other side of it, I mentioned earlier, you know, I don't, I don't appreciate vendors who just reach out. They're like, "Hey, we care about DEI. Here's our tool." Um, shout out to Synac. You know, Cynac hosts a lot of uh, women in cybersecurity events and you know, diversity in cybersecurity events, and they're not trying to sell their platform at these events. They understand, hey, this is a particular, a particular space. Um, and I really appreciate that. They have candid conversations and they, um, you know, they seem to actually give a shit about bringing in more security researchers and more pen testers who are women who will use their program and use their platform. Um, and shout out to Ryan at Synac at where he reaches out to me and he knows to go to me for, hey, we have this, we're launching this women in, at Synec program or we have this thing. You know, can you share? Would you mind sharing it with your network? And I would love to have more people there. There we go. There's a vendor who they I know that they attend different events. I know that they they sponsor like at RSA, they they always sponsor uh, big women's events and they really make us feel welcome, especially in spaces where we're still vastly underrepresented. And that goes a long way. So if I remember that, I also remember the vendor that had the puppies for adoption at RSA. We always joke RSA is vendor con. How about the vendors who were actually doing things where they were like, hey, we're not we're not going to have any swag or anything, but um, here's a token where, you know, put your vote for what's your favorite thing, uh, what's your favorite nonprofit uh, of these two buckets, and then we're going to donate money to this favorite nonprofit. And one was like Girls of Code. One of those was like Blacks in Cyber. One was yeah. like Women in Cybersecurity. Wow. And all of them got... Got donations, fantastic. Yeah. You know what? That's a vendor who I think is going to have um, more empathy. They're going to—they're probably going to care more about my problems at my company. They're probably going to listen to me. They're probably going to uh, get me more support just because they had a different approach. So I remember those sort of things, and they stick with me. And guess what? We all talk about this too. So I think having a different approach, where it's a more caring and empathetic, and getting involved and and doing this outreach, that really stays because then you don't just seem as like uh, and I hate to use the term, it's slimy salespeople, right? Um, no, it seems like, oh, these people actually they actually give a shit about the community. They might actually give a shit about me and my problems. okay, i uh, I might trust them a little bit more than your average your average company.
0: Are um. there any like clear examples that you've had? Uh, or you've experienced in your career that that you know a vendor has done that has made you feel good or like really worked for you. You you kind of uh, you know unraveled a few. Yeah. But anything specific that we can kind of take away here? Yeah, that
2: was so. I actually do a bunch of podcasty things with uh, the TD Cynics folks because I actually like how they work. I, I have a lot of love for how they work. They, for the most part, um, every now and again, to their credit, they'll run something by me, and I'm like, oh let's let's have that conversation kind of the same thing we did um but for the most part they're out there to bring the best they do all the research you know (laughs) their client goes i need something and they do the research they'll go out there and they'll beat the snot out of the market and i'll get dragged in every now and again and they're actually advocating for their clients and so i got some love for them Mm -hmm. um on that one um there's a couple of others um and Ryan, perfect example with the fr in the studio it's Evan, I mean, those guys, this is that, there's no, there's no gating. Information is out there. Enjoy it. Have it for free. I don't need a registration. I don't need to hand you over your social security and your credit card just to try the darn thing. Um, Just try it. And Hey, if you like it, give us a shout. We'll help, you know, we'll work something Mm. out. If there's something we can do, we'll work with you on it. So Mm. I like that. And it's the same thing with information. I mean, there's so many places that, Gate information. So, what do you end up with? You end up with a Salesforce database full of false names, false emails, false addresses, and the president's bloody White House telephone number because we all use that one for shits and giggles. You know, it's oh man. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, I've got that one. I've also got the the dating one. You know, the one eight hundred. You know, it's like uh, it, there's like telephone numbers. Like, hey, you can I have your number. Yeah, here it is. Da-da-da-da. And you know, and, and you pick it up. It's like, ha, get lost, click. Who the hell else I mean, nobody in their right mind gives their real information when, they're, when they know they're being gated. So what are yeah. you doing? I mean, what you've now created an extra set of loops of processes in your own system to clean up the very data you thought you were going to collect, which is mostly false. it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Give information mm-hmm. for free, and then people will come back to you and go, "Hey, that was cool." It kind of got me thinking, I' uh, love to have a conversation if you don't mind.
0: Let's flip it on its head. I like to end off on, on a very positive note. What's one thing a vendor has done that made you feel really good?
3: I think we are, we are improving. I mean, I have to tell you that over the past, probably 10 years that, I I mean, I, myself and Chris and others, we do these conferences every year and year and and you'll always get one that kind of is really stretching their, 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 the message. Uh, but we are improving. We are getting better. People are listening. Organizations are listening. They're changing the marketing messaging. So it is, it is a slow trend and you'll get a lot of smaller companies who kind of like are just trying to catch up and and mature. Mm
4: -hmm. The
3: message is changing and it is evolving is getting better. I think the one thing for for me, um, that is the positive note from vendors is really kind of just making, making it much more of a polite and way of communicating, making me feel um that they're providing value and education rather than trying to sell me something they're teaching me something the most valuable thing in our world is time i have limited amount of time you have limited amount of time everyone on this earth the most valuable asset that we all have is time and the thing that we do the most kind of is the most we use our time the best we possibly can is how we live our lives to the fullest so yes as I mentioned, wait, me wasting my 10 minutes and 15 minutes with like multiple vendors is a waste of my time. Um, I should be using that to fulfill as much as possible, but vendors should provide me with resources of knowledge. That is where I can actually make a decision of whether I will actually learn something of value that helps me with my job that actually helps me be successful. So for vendors out there. Don't try to, to waste my time, try to make me more knowledgeable, create content that educates me and educates me in where I can decide how to use my time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, podcasts are great because it allows me to do multiple tasks you know, multiple tasks. I can listen while I actually do other things. Um, and that's why, you know, podcasts is a great way it, 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 it teaching and, and sharing knowledge. Um, but yeah, the most valuable thing you can do for me is educate me, but don't try to get 10, 15 minutes of my time, um, because that's wasting it. Uh, Um, and that's, I think the more vendors that get out there and the more vendors that are sharing educational knowledge that is not product centric, it's not selling it's giving me knowledge in a specific area. Um, that's where basically value is added. if it's basically educational, not product educational. Um, if I can do that in my drive home in the evening or my walk home in the evening, um, that I can decide, well, okay, now I have the time to do that. I will spend the time to read, to listen and think about the medium of how to do that as well, whether it being an article, whether it being mm-hmm. a book a paper or a podcast or something, audio, um, or yeah. a video, think about the medium in order to deliver that to your audience. Time is the most valuable asset. Let me decide when my time can be used for your resources and assets.
0: What's one thing a vendor has done that has made you feel really good? What worked for you?
4: Um, the vendor that we ended up going with was PowerSchool. Mm-hmm. So in the realm of going into that and getting on that system, I identified some vulnerabilities in their system. One thing that was really cool is rather than threatened to sue me, which has happened a lot. They actually embraced that, wanted the know-how in, in, in what they could do to fix it. Um, they had a CISO, which was fantastic because the line of student information system companies, at least, you know, back four years ago, they, were, they didn't even have a CISO or CIO necessarily in some of these companies, but they did. And like I said, their their receptiveness, their willingness to, uh, to fix things and just overall the way that they handled it, I think I think uh, they did pretty well. So let's flip it on its head. What's one
0: thing a vendor has done that made you feel super good? Like, yes, this this worked for you.
5: I had a vendor back when I was in Austin, back when I was CISO at Mitel, who reached out to me with just a, hey, no idea what your priorities are, saw you're new in the role. Um, we're the sort of outfit that can help you with multiple priorities. You know, we're a, we're a VAR and, you know, we represent various tools and whatever. And I would love to meet with you and I'm glad to sign an NDA and let's chat about whatever kind of your projects and priorities are. And we'll see where I can maybe help or not help or whatever, but let's at least have a conversation. I thought, what a great, refreshing, open, honest way to just reach out. Fine. I'll spend 30 minutes with this person. We signed NDAs and I just started whiteboarding. I'm working on this and working on this and working on this. Okay. Well, we have a product that does that and we have three different products that do that. And I can't really help you there. Oh, total honesty. Can't yeah. really help you there. Don't really have a solution for that one. Uh, we got a pro services arm that could probably do that, but honestly, they're going to be pretty expensive. You should probably go with whatever, whatever. And here was this vendor telling me in all in one big package, here's the places where you should work with me. And here's the places where you shouldn't. It's total honesty. The whole conversation was just about, let's have a realistic sit down about where you're at, what you might need. Let's have a realistic sit down about what I can offer and what I can't offer. And let's build a relationship and start there. And And that's the whole key. Like, Every one of those moves was centered around this idea that we were starting a relationship. And I still talk to that vendor today. I'm not even in Austin anymore, and I still reach out on occasion and check in.
0: What's one thing a vendor has done that has made you feel good? Or what worked for you in your years as a security professional?
6: Um, there's actually quite a lot of good vendors I worked with, and I tend to kind of keep them with me from one company to another. Mm-hmm. I think the MDR is a good example, right? Because we, um, we told the right guys, we're taking a chance on you. We are going to trust you with the with probably one of the most uh, complex projects and most expensive services in the company, and you need you need to uh, make us proud. And they did. And they and they told us that they were actually said that they are so uh, I don't say humble; it's not the right word for this. But they're so excited by the fact that we're going to work together that they're going to do everything possible for this to actually succeed. And they did. Mm-hmm. And we just we just like we just love working with them, right? Every every meeting with them, we just keep saying that.
0: Let's flip it on its head. What's the one thing a vendor has done that made you feel really good?
6: Uh, I can't
0: say the name of the vendor, but I can tell you the story. Totally Uh, anonymous. Yep. So the vendor called me up and said to me, we heard what you said about doing the right things for the right reason. And officially our company policy, when it comes to serving underserved communities, uh, K-12 schools, et cetera, uh, is now we will do the right thing for the right reason, even if we don't make a profit.
5: Wow. yeah,
0: That was about the coolest thing ever. And that particular vendor is doing very well because of that. And they're making lots of profits because of that. Because mm-hmm. it turns out if you do the right thing for the right reason, you will make a profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to champion those who do good things. So who who's done something, like what vendor, and what is that one thing they've done that has made you feel good?
7: That's a tougher question. Um, yeah. Well, there's a small one. I mean, a lot of them are small players because the bigger players seem to just dominate I and mean, they, they, as soon as you, as soon as you start doing something good, they either just squash you or buy you. Um, you know, obviously the companies that, that I represent, you know, I think I won't tolerate it. There's a rule at both companies that if you ever sell the customer something they don't need, I will run you over with my truck. You know, and I drive an F-250, so I can get over some big people. I
0: was going to you know, ask, what, what's the truck? <laughs> yeah,
7: and that's, that's 100%. There's zero tolerance for that because it totally defeats the mission. The mission is to fix the broken industry, not to make money. We will make money, focus on the mission. So obviously, you know, F-R Secure and Secure Studio would be on that list. But uh, people we partner with, Ostra, there's a company nobody's ever probably even heard of, Astra, Ostra, O-S-T-R-A. That, uh, you know, when you talk to their CEO, it's almost like you're talking to me. I'm like, dude, I, I dig you, I, I like you. Uh, and it is 2022, so I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I won't go there. Um, uh, jeez, man, a lot of companies start out in the right spot, even Arctic Wolf, you know, started off in the right spot. I think CrowdStrike started off in the right spot. Well, uh, they just they take those investments and then they have to answer for the dollars. Uh, and I get how that happens. That's why we've never taken investments. Uh, we took an investment actually in Secure Studio, but it was 10%. You can't have a controlling interest because I don't want to have to answer for those dollars above the mission. I don't want to have to, you know, give the return. Um, Cyber Sixkill, I the fact that you reached out to me, the fact that you want to talk about these things and you want to talk about them openly, I think speaks volumes. Uh, I don't have customers today that are using Cyber 6 skill, but they'll be introduced to it. All
0: right, let's flip this on its on its head. What's one thing a vendor has done that made you feel good, or or what
4: worked for you? So the thing that always makes uh, clients love you is when you save their bacon, right? So, for example, a very frequently in my previous previous uh, employer, we would go in and we would deploy ourselves and then. Bam, bam, bam! We catch bad guys. They they had no clue we're in the environment, and it, it saved. I mean, at times it was like probably days before ransomware detonated. Like they were all throughout the network, and we were able to go in, do an instant response, save their butts. They love you forever, like and, and as well they should. So that's been a, that's been a real big one. I would feel the same way. On the flip side. If a vendor came in and did an outstanding job catching bad guys, then that goes directly to my goal of enabling the business, and I love them. Right? I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's that's what I'm there for. Um, Any amount of dinners or tickets or whatever else that 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 doesn't really move the needle. I've been doing this for 20 years. You have any idea how many really good meals I've had? I've had really really good steak. It's some of the best steak houses. I mean. Working the conferences in Vegas is is fun. Uh it's also exhausting because yeah. all i am doing all day is talking to clients. But uh I mean, I've done that, but like those things don't really move the needle for me. What moves the needle for me is being authentic, transparent, and uh and speaking my language as it says so. I like that.
0: What's yeah. one thing a vendor has done that made you feel good? What worked for you?
7: So I've had vendors um, you know, Come in, roll up their sleeves and and work with me in the middle of an outage. Sit down and say, We're going to be here till it's done. And the we is important. We're here till it's done. So I I have a great relationship with a patching tool called Big Fix. It's an, a patching automation tool. It's amazing. It's probably one of the best relationships I have where they've sat, rolled up their sleeves. I literally had an issue of coding. They got me a hold of the CTO. He was at the airport and he literally fixed our code while waiting for a plane. This is a CTO of a company who called us and fixed it, you know, said, all right, put this in, put this in. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's, that's dedication. I wouldn't expect that. I would never expect that for any company, but that showed me they cared about me.
0: What's one thing a vendor has done that made you feel good?
8: I've got two vendors that I've dealt with in the past, one of them I still deal with today, that I class as my hands down favorite vendors. These guys, um, if they ever say to me, will you give me a reference, it'll be without any hesitation, it'll be a wholehearted endorsement. Um, The guys that I still deal with in my current position, and trust me. The second lot I would continue to deal with it's just that I've inherited some stuff with um, competing service. Uh, I can't go in and unwind that contract as much as I'd like to. But the team that I still deal with today, um, they they've gone out of their way to um, a full relationship with me. I talk to them regularly i I have lots of banter with them when i when i when when we meet up. Um, but the biggest part from the, you know, the, the relationship side of things, the, the other thing is also um, I can go to them and say, hey, you guys have screwed up. Uh, what have you done here? You've released a feature. In fact, they did this just not so long ago. They released a feature without telling us about it. And they've they wholeheartedly ap- apologized and they, they helped us sort out the issue. Um, and I the, the, the technical account manager that I deal with, regularly sends out emails to say hey this is about to be released it's in beta it'll be in general release uh, soon Um, this is how it's going to help you and it's not a marketing email it's something he's written himself so I really enjoy working with these guys because of the fact that they so often go above and beyond and when I reach out to them and say we've got a problem please help us solve it they will They're not going to tell me to report a ticket to 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 send a ticket to the support desk. They will go and find the people to help us. Those are the vendors that I really, really enjoy working with. I love that.
0: Yeah, just going above and beyond, mission before money, making sure you're able to do your job well, enabling you. Absolutely.
8: And that particular vendor, actually, we're not even one of his primary customers, but he still does it because he knows that we could. I talk to a lot of people. So if, if if I endorse, give them an endorsement, it means something. I like hearing that vendors are listening to feedback and, and applying it to
0: to the product roadmap. But what's one thing a vendor has done that has made you feel good?
9: Um, just being very approachable, um, especially in you know, t- the technical support side of things, like having a direct line to, to a really good pre-sales guy or uh, we're a really good technician that that actually knows the code of the system that you're working with and just keeping those lines exceptionally short. I, I really like that because it, it makes me feel very valued and we also get somewhere. Uh, we're professionals from our side, especially in the software testing space um, and I expect them uh, to be professionals from their side as well as somebody that creates software that we actually use. So uh, from from that perspective, it's it's just really nice to see if they open up a channel like that for us so that we don't have to go through six layers of management before you can actually show somebody that knows what we're talking about, where the problem might be with a certain product or system or what we're using.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it's pretty clear what the alternative is. Don't come to a meeting high. <laughs> Next. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's, holy moly. What's one thing a vendor has done that made you feel good? Like what, what worked for you?
6: I think what was interesting was um, I had a vendor who we actually met at an event, and we actually just talked about our families. We talked about what we were doing in the community and what we were doing, and and, um, and he just asked, hey, can I reach out to you later? We're doing blah, blah, blah. Is this something that you would be interested in? And I said, yeah, we actually got um, an issue around that, and we're going to be addressing that. And so, I mean, you know, we, we kind of established a relationship first, and he asked. Would it be okay if we could go ahead and talk? And I said, yeah, this is a problem issue that I'm that I'm dealing with. And then he proceeded to go ahead and, and contact me. And then when he went ahead and came out, we went ahead and we sat and we whiteboarded and we discussed the issues. And what I found is that at the end of it, they weren't a fit because of our internal networks were just really unique. They, they, they weren't a fit. And he was the one that went in he and stated, hey, I don't think we're going to be able to help you. And this is why it would probably be a really bad user experience because of this and everything. Um, And so we had, and so he was the one that was just honest, you know, said, you know, hey, this is, you know, these are the issues that would probably happen and we probably wouldn't be a fit. And we parted, not a problem at all. And I referred three other systems to him because the guy was honest.
5: Thanks for tuning in to
0: this episode of Audience First. If you like what you've heard, feel free to follow or subscribe to Audience First on Apple, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast streamers.